want to call your attention tonight to, let's see, verse 28 through verse 34 of Mark chapter 12. And what I want to do is I want to make some more comments related to love your neighbor as yourself. Now, there's been questions that's been raised about that, and for good reason, really and truly, love your neighbor as yourself. And um, I'll just right quickly share with you that we looked at those passages where Jesus said that, and where he took that from, from Leviticus chapter 19, that come under the law, under the law, the Old Testament. And this is a different uh, passage where he uh, stated that, where it's stated, and in this passage there's uh, some extra wording related to love in the Lord. Now, remember, these two are together. These two are together. And I'd remind you that you already know this, that one of the ways that we know we are saved is that we, as I shared with you this morning with Joseph's brothers, we began to care about people that we might not have ever cared much about before. And one of the ways that the professed Christian knows that he may be or she in trouble is if that caring is not there. Because that is one of the things that happens to us when we're saved. And we would know that. And that's an experience that we have. And so I think it's a good subject, a good subject to think about. So I pick up the reading in verse 28. And here's what it says. And one of the scribes came... And having heard them reason together, and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? Or you might say, which is the most important commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. Now I want you to notice that. And this is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And there is no other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said unto him, Well, Master, thou hast said the truth, for there is one God, and there is none other but he. And to love him with all thy heart and with all thy understanding, this scribe in, in, entered this word, which was different, but uh, the same overall, and with all the soul and with all the strength, and to love his neighbor as himself, is more than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw, he answered discreetly, or wisely, he said unto him, Thou art not far from the kingdom of God. And no man after that durst ask him any questions. And it's interesting in that passage that Jesus would say that to him. And that is true that there are many always who are not far 
from the kingdom. And we could understand why this scribe was this way because of his conversation that he had with Jesus. And so what I've shared with you so far about that is that a neighbor, according to the definition of the scripture, a neighbor can not necessarily be a saved person, but it can be anyone within our realm of interaction. Anyone. And we went through all of those uh, passages which bear that out. And so uh, this statement that we are to love our neighbor as ourself. And what does it mean? And of course, last Sunday night I shared with you how, how much are we to love ourselves? What does that mean? And we went through several passages of Scripture because there's a warning in it, a warning in it. And I believe that the Bible would, uh, would, would teach us that we're to care about ourselves, that we are to not uh, mistreat ourselves or not do that which is not good for us or not healthy for us. But we are to uh, love ourself, our body, take care of ourselves. We're stewards of what God has created. And I shared with you how the Psalm in 139 says, We are fearfully and wonderfully made. And we understand that, that we are who we are because God has made us that way. We are that way. And you know, uh, we're all different. We're all different. None of us are the same. And there are some who, are, who have issues that uh, are, are unique. And, and God, it is the will of God. Whether we understand that or not, it's the will of God that they're that way. I am the way that God in His providence allowed me to be and created me. He did create me. And I can tell you for sure that he was, his hand was involved in when I was in the, my mother's womb. The Bible's very clear about that. And, and we know that God's knowledge of us is eternal. God's knowledge of us is eternal. Before we was ever conceived, the Lord knew us. And what an awesome thought that that is. And we need to be thankful for that. And we need to nourish ourselves, and we need to care about ourselves. But the warning that I shared with you in the Bible is that we have to be careful about self-love, selfishness, self-centeredness, self-seeking. And I shared with you that the Bible makes it really clear that we have a hard time loving others when we love ourselves too much. And pride is a sin in the eyes of God. Matter of fact, we saw scripture in the book of Proverbs where it's an abomination unto the Lord for us to have a wrong attitude about ourselves. And so some of the most caring people that I've ever known, and I've known a lot of them, that really cared about other people, they are that way because they are saved and the Lord has changed their heart. And they do care about others. They do love their neighbor. And so we've looked at that. I didn't finish my thoughts along that way. And so I think to understand that, understanding that point, that we can care too much about ourselves. We can be so self-centered and so self-seeking that it's a sin in the life of the believer to have an attitude like that. God resisteth the proud. 
and gives grace to the humble. And the only way we can be humble as we should is the grace of God working in us to make us that way. So what does it mean? What does it mean? And I'm going to share with you what I believe about that. And uh, you, can, uh, you can let me know what you think about this. There's a couple considerations related to this. First of all, I want you to know that this is a commandment connected to the law. It is a commandment connected to the law. That's where it comes from. Leviticus chapter 19 would bear that out. And the law is a standard for us who believe. It is a standard. Uh, we, we can study the law in the Old Testament and we can know the character of our God, for example. It is a standard for us. But we also know this, that no one, no one other than Jesus Christ himself has ever perfectly kept the law. And he did that and he did it for us. There was no fault in him. There was no flaw in him. There was no sin in him whatsoever. And so that is uh, attributed to us when we come to know him as our Savior. The righteousness of Christ is imputed to the true believer. And we're thankful for that. I'm thankful that when I come to know the Lord, I didn't necessarily know it then, but as time has gone on and as I've studied the Word and preached it for over 40 years, I've come to know for sure that back there at some point, Jesus revealed himself to me. As I preached a little bit about it this morning, and we'll uh, address it more fully next Sunday, about Joseph revealing himself to his brethren when they had reached a certain point. But there was a time when that happened in my experience. And then I know that all of my sin, not in part, but the whole was nailed to the cross. And I bear it no more. He took upon himself the penalty of my sin. And all my sin. And, uh, and I know that. I know that and I believe that. And not only did he do that for me, but he also imputed the righteousness of Christ to me. I'm not a righteous person in myself, but I am in Christ Jesus. In Christ is an awesome statement that is made uh, in the Bible. So we become a righteous people. So we don't keep God's law perfectly. We do the best we can. We see it as a challenge. And we know that the Lord is pleased with every effort we make to live our life according to his precious will. That is including the, the law too. But understanding that the Bible tells us if we seek justification through keeping the Old Testament law in any form or fashion, the Bible says we've got to keep it all and keep it all perfectly. That's exactly what the scriptures say. So I bring that point to your attention tonight, uh, according to this study, that this commandment to love the Lord the way the Bible describes it, and to love our neighbor as ourselves, is from the law. It is a commandment under the law. And so we need to understand that. And Christ fulfilled that on our behalf. Now the poor Arminian that believes in work salvation, uh, he may see this and say, 
well, all right, I'll love my neighbor as myself and uh, it'll, it'll count toward my justification and I can be saved and go to heaven if I do a good job at that. That's not what that's there for. We need to understand that. We need to understand that. And it is uh, illustrated, loving my neighbor as myself, I think given a commandment under the law, is illustrated by what Jesus said when he said this in verse 30 of our text. And I'll read that again. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might, and with all thy strength. Now I want to ask you a question. How many of you that are here tonight, or maybe listening to this, or may download it in the future, how many think that you love God that way? Perfectly. I don't know what you think about that. But I can tell you how I personally feel about that. I do love the Lord. I know I do. And I can't take any credit.